You looking for an online sports book with fast payouts and easy to use interface? Look no further than mybookie.ag. Payouts in only two business days, the best customer service out there, the best odds, and even live betting. Go take a look for yourself at mybookie.ag, and once you figure out that it's the best, sign up with promo code WCE50 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at Chris B. Giannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from winningcureseverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Can you believe it? It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40, 40 years. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What up, what up, what up? Podcast number 191. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. This is the Super Bowl Nick Foles edition of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles gets his own segment? No, nah, we're, we're not even going to talk about what? Nick Foles tonight. <laughs> not in the slightest. Uh, the room is a little... A little more empty. It's echoey tonight. Oh yeah, that's we're we're cleaning out. We're moving studios, so the next time you see us, we will be in a nice, brand new, new TVs, new webcam, new all sorts of stuff. So all that stuff's going down. This room will now become my soon-to-be son's room. There He's not going to be here until May, but I got to paint this thing. And I got to get it looking all right and everything. So we've moved basically everything out of here except for us, the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so on tonight's show, we're going to talk about Alex Smith being traded to the Redskins. We're going to talk about Thursday night football being picked up by Fox. Let's see. Uh, oh, my buddy Adam. Adam McClelland on Facebook already. How about them Titans cleaning house? Hey, it was something that needed to be done. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they just well cleaned overdue. up. Hey, but I'll tell you this. We'll talk about that eventually. Yeah. But they're the coaching hires that they made. And we'll probably talk about this on Monday after the Super Bowl. Because right now we're going to focus on what's coming up and, and all that good stuff. But they made really good hires. On defense, the guy with the Ravens, you know, great defense forever. Even when he didn't have any players, they find a way to make players. It's kind of like the Patriots. And then you got the guy from the Rams who was not the play caller because obviously Sean was the play caller, but you got good guys. I think it's a good team build. I think I think so. We'll, we'll, we'll cover it later. Yeah, we'll cover all that. So Ty- we're going to talk Ty- about that. Up. We're going to talk about the Thursday night football moving to Fox. We're going to talk, uh, if we have time, if we're not running over, we're going to talk about uh, Bill Conley from SB Nation. He put out the uh, returning production for college football next year. It's kind of an indicator on who is going to – Who's going to be good next year, right? It's not always the best indicator, but it shows you teams that were good that that can make that next jump. They didn't lose a lot, yeah. Right. So teams like like Michigan that last year had nobody coming back. That's right. They were this they year, were without question the youngest team in like power five. Yes, and and this year they are one of the more experienced that's because right. they have more returning starters coming back. So that's always a big thing, but. 
we'll see if we get to that. Uh, we also have to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about Justin Timberlake. We're going to talk about Tom Brady and his musical choices, which, which that should be a fun segment. Absolutely a fun segment. We're going to talk about uh, 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 the run-pass option that the Eagles run. We're going to talk, you know, just break down the game, talk about the numbers, and figure out ah, what side do we want to bet here. And then we'll close out the show. There you go. So, first things first, though, we are going to talk about this. Uh, we're going to talk about this Eagles, not Eagles, uh, Chiefs and whoever. Who was it? The Redskins? Yeah. The Redskins. So, the Chiefs and the Redskins. And we're going to bring in McKinnon Doran. If I can get his number dialed, then I will, uh, then I will bring him in. But, uh, but he contributed an article to the site last week at some point. And he talked about Paxton Lynch. And I don't know that this has anything to do with Paxton Lynch, but he seems to be up on all the quarterback mess, so we're going to talk to him about it just a little bit. So we're going to go ahead and call him. Is it going through? Uh, yeah, I think we're good. I think we are okay. As long as you're not calling me. McKinnon? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, buddy? You doing all right? Oh, you know, it's living the dream. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, so Alex Smith is traded to the Redskins. Kirk Cousins appears to be headed out the door. His contract is up. Tell me what you're thinking. Like, is this a good trade for both sides, or, you know, did the Redskins get the raw end of this deal? Uh... You know, I think it's a pretty even trade. Um, you know, I've been looking at it for the past, you know, month or so, and I just can't really see Chiefs getting a whole lot more for Alex Smith as far as the trade goes. I kind of figured they're going to get maybe a second round and some some player that could be really developed, or uh, you know, in this case, they got a third round and they got a pretty decent corner, from what I understand. And you know, the Redskins decided that Kirk Cousins was going to cost way too much for them and i can't really blame them i mean they uh they were gonna end up spending you know 30 million dollars on him and alex smith i think it's gonna cost them 23 million so math wise i think it makes more sense for him and alex smith has has shown recent years and even whenever he was with the uh 49ers he's a pretty reliable quarterback he's nothing you know he's not tom brady or drew Brees or something like that but he's still a, a pretty quality quarterback now the guy that they got was kendall fuller He's a number three cornerback. Number three cornerback. And he's, I'll say this, he can be developed. He's still young. Uh, but the thing that makes me a little wary on this is what, you know, eventually Cousins was going to want a big time deal anyway. The franchise tag that they kept putting on him was, I mean, it was over 30 million this past year. So I look at it like if Andy Reid is giving up on a quarterback. I feel like other teams should be staying away. If you look at what happened to Donovan McNabb when Reed decided it was time to trade him. And where did he trade him to? To the Redskins, to of the course. Redskins. Kevin Cobb, same thing. They traded him to uh, the Cardinals, and he went in the tank immediately. Uh, Matt Castle, he cut when he got to uh, Kansas City. Uh, same thing with Brady Quinn. It's not that either one of those were great, but, you know, Matt Castle was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Matt Castle he, got paid. Yeah. And and he just he cut him out. Yep. Right off the bat. So, yeah, I mean it. it I'm trying to figure out. Did, McKinnon, tell me this: is is Smith better than Cousins? 
On paper, yeah. Um, as far as longevity, contract, and what he what he has as far as value for uh, future games and a future career, I'd say Kirk Cousins way is a little bit more valuable uh, as a player. But you know, the Redskins are also in a position this year to pick up you know a, a decent quarterback in the draft. I mean, we have you know, just our top ten quarterbacks going to the draft this year have a lot of potential, especially if they have someone like Smith to help them along and be that veteran. Um, you know, tutor, if you will, oh, that, and just kind of like we saw last year with Mahomes. I mean, he Mahomes is is probably gonna have a uh, he's gonna have an all right first year, and he has the mechanics to be one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. But uh, the growing Alex pains, Smith right? Is, is extremely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Alex Smith is is you know efficiently one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in a while, and he's extremely intelligent. Where I think he lacked was his physicality and his arm. And we, we kind of saw that with uh, not so many, you know, long plays or, or big big name plays this year with the Chiefs where they had the weapons to do so, but they didn't have the quarterback that was either willing to take those shots or wasn't able to take those shots. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now tell me this. I, actually, you know what? Let me ask Chris this first. Okay. Do your brownies go and get Kirk Cousins? Uh, there's a lot of reports that they're going to go after him, and if they do, that changes everything about the draft. Um, here's here's the question I have about what are the Redskins getting in Kurt? We also have to remember that Alex Smith has been successful under two coaches, and that was Jim Harbaugh, who, when was in the NFL, seemed to be a quarterback whisperer, and Andy Reid, who is also a quarterback genius. Will he be just as good under Jay Gruden? Is Jay Gruden that good of an offensive mind um, and I don't know the answer to that. So I, I, I think the Alex Smith that, that we saw in Kansas City will not be the Alex Smith that we see in Washington. I do think he will be different. Will he be better? Maybe. But but I don't I don't think he will be the same. Now, where does Kirk go? Yeah, Chris, I did. Uh, wide open. Wide open. Um, I will tell you a team that I think is going to pony up a lot of money, and that is Denver. Supposedly, reports were out there that Denver was, and I don't know what this consists of, but Denver was offering the house to Kansas City for Alex Smith, and Andy Reid did not want to trade him in the division. So that tells you that Andy respects him a little more than he respected uh, McNabb when he traded him. He wasn't afraid to send him in the division. He he purposely took less, substantially less, to make sure he didn't go to Denver. Um, so that means Denver is going to be a player for a free agent quarterback. Well, absolutely. And I, mean, I, they, they I, have think, to be. I think they will be involved in it as well. The Browns, at just this new front office, we have no clue how they're going to go or what they're going to do. Um, do they want to draft their dude and go into the future, or do they want to save some draft picks and, and address other needs and throw the house at Kurt? When it comes to free market and who has the most money to spend – that will be the Cleveland Browns. They have more cap money than anybody in the NFL. They have for the last two or three years. McKinnon, I'm going to throw a team out there that you may think is absolutely crazy. But I have seen different things about the Pittsburgh Steelers looking at Cousins. What do you think about that whole thing? I I would believe it. You know, um, and, and rumors have gone for, you know, the past four or five years about, been, you know, wanting to retire or, or what have you. 
But, um, you know, I, I don't think Ben has, you know, more than three or four years left in, in, in the NFL. I mean, three may be generous. What makes him so outstanding? <laughs> yeah. And, and what makes him so outstanding is the fact that he can take hits and keep on going. But he's starting to slow down a little bit. It's starting; to, his age is starting to show, and I think bringing in Kirk Cousins would give them that time to either draft the quarterback in the next, you know, two years or so, and develop him, or let Kirk take the reins. I mean, we saw in, you know, whenever the Saints picked up Drew Brees, he was not anywhere near done with his career or the performance that he can give, and everything I've been reading or everything I've been hearing is that he is probably the best quarterback on the market as far as free agency goes since Drew Brees. Well, Brees um, is a free agent this year, too. The competitor that Drew's... What was that? Brees is a free agent also this year. Yeah, I think he's going to... Re- I think he's going to stay... If he stays pro or if he doesn't retire, I think he's going to stay with the Saints. I mean, he's he's made his home in, in New Orleans. And he'll probably take and, less money, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, there, I agree. there are I mean, there are conflicting not thoughts. Quarterback on that. that it used to be. Well, Chris, what what are he, you hearing? There are conflicting thoughts. There are people that have Jason Lockenfor. I think was a guy talking about this um, with with Breeze saying he has been the hometown guy and he has given back to New Orleans multiple times. This will be his last contract. He is not wanting to retire right now. He wants to play another two to three years. And he's wanting to get paid for those two to three years. He's wanting twenty five million dollars a year for two to three years. Whew. And and I don't know that he's willing to give them a discount a second time because that will be the second discount he will have given New Orleans. Does does he need to give them a discount, McKinnon? What do you think? Does he need to give them a discount? Well, I don't know what their cap situation is. Would you go over the cap for him? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with Chris. I don't know what their what their cap looks like. I haven't looked at it. Um. I just I see New Orleans spending whatever they have to to keep him there. It's more of a matter of what he's given to New Orleans, especially after Katrina and everything else that happened down there, and what he came in and brought to New Orleans. You know, some of my closest friends are from Louisiana, and after they won the Super Bowl, especially you know so close to Katrina, it was. I, I mean, one of my friends' dads bawled for like two hours after they won the Super Bowl because that's what it meant to him. And I think that you know the front office at New Orleans is going to spend whatever they have to to keep them there. Do I think that they're going to have to pay anything dramatic for what Drew offers to that program? No. I mean, he, he's still an elite quarterback, even in his old age. He's still right up there with the best of them. And he offers what a lot of quarterbacks in the league can't offer as, as far as leadership goes alone. Oh, there's Not no only doubt. I think what he can do on the field. I think he's worth it. I'm just curious as to if, is he going to give him a discount? Is he going to go to the highest bidder? Because if he's going to the highest bidder, I don't think New Orleans can be that. Because they've they've signed a no, bunch of free think, agents. No, I don't think they can either. They've beefed up that defense, which proved to be the right thing to do. Yeah. And uh, and and I don't know that they have the money to just say, okay, we'll match any offer that you get. So it's just up to Drew. There, there's going to be a quarterback carousel this year um, with this trade already happening. We know that. And we kind of all knew that Kirk wasn't going to stay in Washington no matter what, unless they franchised him. He is done with that front office. He doesn't want anything to do with them. Well, if they had franchised him, I mean, think about well, how yeah, much money. Like that'd be 35, 37, yeah, 37 million. They, they weren't going to do like that. They, that just wasn't going to happen. That's some money player. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. talking about. But, but, and here's what's crazy. I, 
the Alex Smith deal, I think he's making 20-something million a year. But I think he's still got a couple years on his deal to where somebody – was. No, listening. Alex Smith has only got this last year. Okay. He's going into the last year of his contract. And that's – I think that's so what that makes means sense gonna, for everybody. You get a one-stop one guy. I do not see Kirk going to Pittsburgh because he is a free agent. He gets to make this choice unless Ben is gone. He yeah. will not go sit behind Ben and no, wait, no. wait for that seat. No, he has to have definition that Ben is gone. Yeah. And I am the guy. And none of this stuff has to happen because no deals can be made until March 22nd. Yeah. And my guess is you'll see a lot of stuff happen around the draft, oh, which yeah. is not until April. So, you know, there's still plenty of time for this. But the fact that this has happened the week of the Super Bowl just absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, we've never had deals go that quickly before. No. And it's and again, it can't get done until March, but the fact that they've come out publicly and said it, then it is what it is. So, McKinnon, we're going to go on and let you go. We've got to get to the rest of the show, but we appreciate you coming in, and we're going to get you in on the next one. All right, buddy? Thank you, sir. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. All right, that is McKinnon Doran. You can go check out his stuff over at the website, winningcureseverything.com. He, uh, he had a piece up on Paxton Lynch. He'll have something else for us later on this week. Uh, we're looking forward to getting him more involved. He, uh, he knows his football, and that's always a good thing. So let's, uh, let's talk about this contract right quick, man. Come on. It's game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Let's go. Fox just paid. Hang on. All right. I told you so. Oh, on, on Thursday Night Football? On all of it. On the NFL Losing money because ratings are down. What did I tell you? These networks are still going to... Thursday Night Football is the worst rated out of all the football you could ever imagine. And and they still sold it for a boatload. $660 million. I told you, all this bullcrap rating stuff was going to go by the wayside. It's unbelievable. It does not matter. The NFL walks into the room. They put a bag over your head. They put a gun to your face. And they say, you're going to sign this contract. And this is how much money we want. High five. Hey, look, I'm with it. I'm with it. Like, I, this needed the the network that needed it the most is who paid the most for it. And you always knew there was going to be somebody that's kind of an outsider. That's right. Now tell me this. I've got some questions about this. Will they move this to FS1? Probably. I mean, would that make sense? It it makes sense to me. They need to to draw content there. I mean, hell, they even had World Series games. Not World Series games, but uh, all the uh, Major League Baseball playoff games up until the World Series were on FS1. I mean, yeah, that's... And at that point, they're like, trying to get big money content on FS1. They want to compete with ESPN. They see ESPN going backwards, and they need every time ESPN takes a step back, they have to do something to take a step forward. Now, I wonder if there's something in this contract because we don't have a lot of details yet. But I wonder if there's anything that says that they cannot put it on FS1. Oh, I don't think the NFL cares. Uh, well, the NFL had a deal set up with ESPN where. The playoff game that they get every year had to be simulcast on ABC. Yes. But, but I'm wondering a, that's if, a playoff game. They don't have Monday Night Football on ABC. Yeah. So, and some of these games aren't on network TV now anyway with NBC having them. They were on the NFL network. Yeah, no, you're right. The difference is is the NFL owns, owns that. Well, they but at this point, of that. my gosh, $660 million. Yep. I mean, that's 
This, look, they literally paid more than the college football playoff is worth. I, I tried to t- – I've been saying it all this time. Everybody's been bashing on NFL ratings and talking about how it's going to hurt them and this, that, and that. It's not going to hurt a damn thing. And every contract they get is going to be bigger than the last one. <laughs> Our buddy Ben on uh... – on Facebook, just said maybe they should have uh, they should have put Gruden on Thursday night too to get ratings up. God no, no, <laughs> Gruden is gone. Gruden is done. He has been sent to Oakland. That is that is obviously somebody that has been listening to you talk about John Gruden God, for two years now. Just garbage. So we we've had a lot of people say a uh, nice shirt. By the way, oh, you think they were talking about yours? No, they're talking about yours. Okay, well the they're reason why they were talking about they, yours no, is because that's a step up from the wife beater last I, week. It that's definitely a good is. looking shirt. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. But no, I've <laughs> I've, I've seen several go pats. Okay, all and right. Nice shirt and all I, that. I saw the nice shirt, but I I thought maybe they were talking no, about it, you. Everybody Gary. is ready for uh, for the Super Bowl and whatnot. Uh, tell me this: it, Do you think Joe Buck is going to be called in for double duty? Yeah, I think. Well, but I mean that was part of it. I mean NBC did the same thing. I mean they're making Al. If you're getting Al Michaels at his advanced age to do two games a week. Brother, Joe Buck better buckle up. He can do two days. You know who I would like to see do it? Who? Gus Johnson. He's got the Saturday night college yep. football game. And I understand, like, Joe's going to have his Sunday game. Yep. Which, there's more time in between that. That makes a little more sense. But... Well, NBC uses their whole team. They had, they had college Yeah, but they, they only so- had half. They only had half of the uh, Thursday night games. Oh, remember? that's right. Well, yeah, but when they did it, they, they used their whole team. I wonder if if um, if Troy will be a part of this deal also. Will it be Troy and Buck? I don't know. I, I don't know that those guys are going to like that because they normally spend like a good portion of the week well, Troy getting ready to do like it the because big game. half his games are Cowboys games, and so he just yeah, you're right about that. Gets to talk about let's go around team that so he it, likes a lot, and and he ain't going to be talking about. No. So, it, it'll, so it'll be weird to, weird to see a lot of, lot of uh, AFC games and whatnot, and whatnot on Fox. Um, I'm curious, I'm curious how they're going to change up the broadcast and how they're going to do it. I mean, it's, yeah, I am curious who's going to call the games, but I mean, outside of NBC and and CBS with Romo and Nance, man, nobody's really good at this. Joe Buck is good. Troy looks like he barely wants to be there half the time. I, you know, he he, he doesn't say anything. That that really gets you excited, do you, or do you think Troy is? Um, do you think, do you think good? he's good? No, I don't think so, I don't think so no. either. He never gets he never excited gets about excited anything. anything. Half the time, we're we're talking about a playoff game a couple of weeks ago, and half of the game he's like, you know, it's going to be real important to get out and score early and score often. Well, you know what? We really appreciate that that bit of information there. That's. <laughs> That's real important to win in a playoff game. Is you gotta, you do, you gotta score. Troy, you're a damn genius. We got somebody else that said Troy has brain damage. No, and you're right. There, like, no, listen, I know, I know. We kind of joke about that, man. There, there could be something to that. But I think he's he. Okay, is he better than most of the people? Yes. Is he good? No. Those are two different conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't like, – like, I know I know Tony Romo is good. He is good. Like, you can like, see – in, in Chris Collinsworth is good. good. I would listen you know, to those you know two they, guys call anything. So, you remember who they signed last year to call games? Oh, yeah, Jay. 
And I and would imagine, I would imagine Jay Cutler is not going to sign back with the Dolphins for next year. God, he might. But if he doesn't, yeah, I bet Fox. I bet that Fox deal is still available. I bet it is. And I would absolutely take that in a heartbeat. I don't know that you try Jay out on Thursday night football in prime time. I think that's the one place where you do it. No, you put him in in a list of of Sunday Sunday morning Dude, games. If it's, a, if it's an FS1, no, it's you Sunday morning games where you got nine games going at once, and he's got you know whoever and, and who just nobody ever cares about. Then, well, but they didn't do that with the. They didn't do that with Romo at all. It's because Romo got the number one seat. He was never going to get the number one Fox seat. He wasn't taking that. But here's the thing. If you don't want Troy on the Thursday night game, who better than Jay? That's the perfect learning ground. If you don't know if Jay's good, anybody better than Jay. I would rather go with a guy that I know. I think they would know. I think they know that he's good. Oh, I don't think they know that he's good. Let's see. Let's see uh, uh, what's he saying? Cutler's going to be telling the audience uh, how the offense on. I can't see it. It's too small. God bless America. I need a bigger screen on that on that thing, and this thing isn't updating as quickly. Oh, Cutler's going to be telling the audience how the offenses can complete a pass to the other team. Yeah, that's that's about right. That is about right. He's so, a gunslinger, so, man. Yeah, he is. Hey, look, he he did fine for the Dolphins yeah. for coming in when he did. I think he did, I think he did pretty he's, good He's not the reason they didn't win a lot of games. And I don't think he was the reason why the, the Bears weren't very good. Oh, no. There was a lot more wrong there. Uh, do we want to push back the uh, the college football returning productions? Yeah, sure. Let's let's push that back to Monday. That'll give us something else to talk about. Let's uh let's go ahead and run uh run a couple of commercials and whatnot, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl right here. WinningCuresEverything.com. Share this bad boy out. Any time of year is a good time for Winning Cures Everything shirts and apparel. We got logo designs in all sizes and in every SEC school's colors. Take a look at the different options on the website. Go to Winning Cures Everything and click on the store tab and access the official Winning Cures Everything store. This is Gary, host of Winning Cures Everything. If you're looking for affordable custom web design, business cards, brochures, and more, check out Kyle Seegers Designs at kyleseegers.com. Kyle offers full website design, monthly site maintenance, and content management system training. Remember, for all your web design needs, check out kyleseegers.com. That's K-Y-L-E-S-E-G-A-R-S. You want it the best online sports book? That's easy. It's mybookie.ag. They've got the easiest website layout, the best odds, amazing customer service, and payouts in only two business days. Check out mybookie.ag for yourself, and then when you sign up, use promo code WCE50 for 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. Gary here. Thanks for listening to the show, and we appreciate your support with the podcast and the website. Here's how to keep up with Winning Cures Everything. Of course, you can see everything at winningcureseverything.com. On Twitter, we're at Winning Cures, or you can catch up with Chris at Chris B. Giannini, or myself at Gary WCE. You can subscribe to and review the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or any other podcast distributor. We're also at facebook.com slash winningcureseverything, or you can email us at winningcureseverything at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 551-226-9899. Again, email us at winningcureseverything at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 
Super Bowl 52. Where you want to start? We're going to start with the halftime show. Okay. okay. Start now, right now, in the we, middle we of could, it. We could, we could talk about Pink. Remember, she Remember she's an Eagles, Eagles fan. There's a big prop bet that's out that's like, all right, is she going to say something about fly Eagles fly or go Eagles or whatever? Is she going to wear an Eagles hat during the national anthem? I don't think she does that. I don't. I think she she stays professional because if you are in front of that many people, you don't want to alienate half of them. Right. Right. I'm gonna bet she had a conversation about that too with with somebody that runs things. That that would be my guess. So let me let me tell you this: there's prop bets. So we're talking about this. There's prop bets. I I thought about betting on the color of her hair. Why? Why? Because I think it's gonna be purple. Why would, it, Why be would it be purple? I think it's going to be a Prince thing. This thing is in Minnesota, and I think, yeah. I think her and Timberlake are both going to do something to honor Prince. You know, that's one of the Timberlake prop bets. Will he play a Prince song? Is he going to play a Prince song? And I think yes. I bet, I bet yes on that. Now, the odds were plus 230. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I was a little weird about it. Because uh, if he know. doesn't, then well, he's got plenty of his own stuff he could play. But now he's got plenty of that. Good gracious. Have you heard some of his new stuff? Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't heard any of his new albums. That Say Something song that he's got with Chris Stapleton is awesome. Like I, I didn't like it the first time I heard it, and then I started well, I hearing like it again and again, and I was like, my gosh, that's really good. It's, it's surprisingly like... You know, you know songs, songs that are in between, in between genres? genres. Like, that's, like, what, that's I, what I like. I, I, I enjoyed that. that. And this is definitely a mix between, like, a country kind of folksy kind of thing. And, like, it's still got the beats and all that. So, it's, you know, it's it's very Timberlake. Very Timberlake. All right, so so what I want to know about Justin Timberlake. You realize it was 14 years ago when the, what do they call it, wardrobe malfunction? So, the wardrobe malfunction was... Awful. <laughs> who, who am I kidding? It was great. That's the best thing I ever saw. Look, I love Janet Jackson. Yes. That's my dad's celebrity crush for years has always been Janet Jackson. And I think I caught the bug, man. I'm I'm all about Janet Jackson. That is that is one fine girl. I got to tell you that. So I'm curious about this. How many times, How many times do you figure they mention her in the broadcast? Do you think, do you very, think they even talk about little. it? Very little. Very little. I mean, it's, I mean, it's the, the issue is it's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, and I don't think that there is the only way they mention her is if she shows up. But then that's different. Then you talk about it because she showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Even then, even then, I think maybe you just kind of keep it. Keep it. And that's all right. So that was the other question. Would people, would people absolutely, absolutely lose their minds, their minds if Timberlake, Timberlake brought her out for a song? I think he should. I think he should, too. If I could plan this whole thing, he would open up with a Prince song. and He can do anything else he wants, but he opens with a Prince song, and he brings out Janet. Those are, those are the yeah. only two things I want to call this a flawless halftime show. 
At that point, At that point I mean, first off, first off the idea, the idea behind the halftime, halftime show is to make, is to make sure that you get as many eyeballs on your spot, create as much news as possible. That's why the wardrobe malfunction happened in the first place. I don't know. I think Timberlake wanted to see her boobie. I think he probably could have seen that without the halftime show. Maybe he wanted the world to see her boobie. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the, that the the, 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 ring, the ring like the nipple ring was crazy. Yeah, can you say nipple on the? We can say whatever we want on the podcast. Oh, I, we can say whatever not, we want to. Not, that's right. I forgot about that. FCC, give a damn what they say. I forgot about that. We just choose to have toned it down a little bit. Well, you do a good job of that. I try. I try. I do a bad job. I, I, I did just say nipple on the air. I don't think nipples bad. I think nipples okay. We can say nipple every time. Everybody has them. That's true. That's true. But I mean, it, but I mean, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of men that have breasts too, and you can't say other words. Never mind. Never mind. Forget the confused. Forget the. Maybe I'm not in the lingo. <laughs> what do you call man breasts? Uh, you saying you can't no, say titty? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think you can't say that on on radio radio waves. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think you can say that. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's ridiculous. Um. Let's move on from Timberlake. Let's talk about Tom Brady. Let's talk about your boy, Tom Brady. young man. A superb athlete. This dude came out. And decided to tell the Super Bowl media this week. Okay. The bands that he listens to to get himself hyped up. Now, I'm going to put out an article about this tomorrow. If only, if only because I wanted to talk about the bands that I like That's fine. as well. And and I want to I want to get yours as well, but I want to talk about his first. All right, so he brings up Pearl Jam and U2, and that is absolutely cliche 40-year-old white guy. Yes. Right? But those Pearl Jam and U2. But those are his favorite bands. He, he refers to them in other, like, interviews and stuff like that all yeah. the time. Now, Jay-Z. Now, Jay-Z that is true. I think that's Jay-Z makes all the sense in the world. I think that's a lot. I think I think he doesn't listen well, to it. Well, no, that's I, he, may I, he may not listen to it a bunch, but he discussed Jay Z, and that's his walkout music at Gillette Stadium. You know, it has been yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's got, so he's got those three, three right? And all, right? And all three of those make sense. Make sense. Now, the now the other side of this is he mentioned Kendrick Lamar. How do you think he heard about Kendrick Lamar? His wife. It had to be no. I guarantee you, it was a younger dude on the team. There is, no there is no way, way that Giselle, Giselle listens to Kendrick Lamar. Oh, she might. She's pretty hip. Give me a break. She's pretty hip. She's not old ladies. She's kind of old ladies. She's not old ladies. They're both like old people-ish. Well, they are that's old. old. That's, what, that's I'm what I'm saying. They don't, they don't they know. They couldn't spot Kendrick Lamar, Lamar if he walked, if he walked in, their in their house. There is no chance that they know who Kendrick Lamar is. Like, I'm 35, and it took me a long time to get into it. Do you think Garoppolo turned him on to Kendrick Lamar? I don't think it was Garoppolo. I think it was, like, maybe Brandon Cooks or maybe, like, it was a younger black man on the football team. Okay. It's got to be. Okay. Right? Right. Oh, man, Jules probably listens to him. There's no doubt Julian Edelman listens to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You see how that guy works Julian Edelman's crazy. Yeah. Like he's, he's no nuts. question in my mind. All right, so, All right, so, so he brought up Kendrick, and, 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 that, makes, and that makes sense yeah. because, like, because like everybody's listening to Kendrick Lamar right now, and that is like perfect hype music. He is that that dude's stuff is awesome. He also brought up Coldplay, and I understand that Coldplay is one of his favorite bands. 
You've listened to Coldplay. How do you possibly get hyped listening to Coldplay? Do you watch Tom at all? Do you know this man? See, you don't know this man. Tom is not. I'm not in with the TV 12. Tom is not a jumping up and down. Like, he does some of that before the game. But once he gets on the sidelines, man, that guy's blood pressure doesn't get. I mean, it doesn't move. Man, his heart stays cold. He's just looking. He's wanting something to listen to keep him just even keel. Just keep him stringing along. I've seen this dude dropping f bombs on people. Well, that's on the when things line. don't go his way. But sometimes, sometimes it's gonna happen. But he had it right. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you think he's sitting on the sideline listening to Coldplay? I think before, to get himself calmed I think before down? the game starts, I think he's been so hyped. He comes out, he does his jumping, he does his let's go, and then, which I really, the creative person in me says. Man, I really wish you'd have came up with a better slogan than "Let's Go." Well, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm with you. But anyway, with you. I can't fault him for that. He's not a creative dude. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe the greatest football player of all time. Heaven forbid he not be really creative. I get it. Agree. But like, yeah, I could, I could totally see him just wanting to be on the sidelines to have something just to like this calm before the storm. Well, that's well, that's so. Uh, Benjamin Beal on Facebook says maybe it's less about hype and more about getting in the zone. That's it. That's exactly what I think. I think that's, that's what he's sitting in the locker room, just just letting it just roll over, man. That's our, our friend Adam said. Uh, uh, he likes this one band, AM Whiskey. I hear those guys suck. Those guys don't suck. You should check them out. Uh, AM Whiskey. We'll, we'll give a shout out to those guys. All right. So all this talk and whatnot got me excited because I started thinking about my hype bands, like bands that pump me up, and because I need music, like when I'm working out or, or getting ready for something, right? Like I, I normally listen to sports talk all the time. Like that's just I try and keep up with what's going on so that we can do the show, that we're more prepared, et cetera, et cetera, and. But when, I, but when, when I'm I when I'm going to the gym, when I'm, when I'm whatever, doing whatever, when I'm going for a jog, I gotta have, gotta have something, something that's like upbeat, like upbeat. you know, you know, fired, fired up, ready to go, ready to go. So these were my bands. So I've got a day to remember. Seven dust. I got Kendrick Lamar on there because dude, his stuff is banging. Because you're not an old man. Because I because well, I'm getting there. I got five years until, like, I'm completely out of the loop on everything pop culture. can't listen to Kendrick Lamar anymore. can't listen to Kendrick Lamar anymore. Hey, this, hey, this band, next band, though, is another one of those. Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels. Fantastic. So, so it, it, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, Killer Mike, Killer Mike Elf, like, all, that, 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 that group right there is awesome. They are great. Bring Me the Horizon. Very... Screamo, screamo, upbeat, you know, you know whatever. Uh, but, all uh, but all this stuff is like up tempo, you know. You know? And, then I got and then I got like Rise Against, Papa Roach, and then I got Guns and Roses on there. I just tossed those on at, at, at the end. Uh, what, are your, what are your five? Well, I have no I have idea. idea. I wasn't yeah, prepared. Give me, for give me a this. few. I know. I, I, I wanted to get. I, I wanted to get a raw reaction. Would, well, that's a terrible thing to do to somebody who doesn't. Sweet mother of God, what is the hold up? <laughs> that that doesn't really look. And, and I know that my taste of music is old manish. I know that. Like my like get pumped up, fired up song. One of them is like Goo Goo Dolls' "Long Way Down." Like that's a good song. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good up. upbeat. Like that's the first thing I went to. If you were going to say. You know, what do you listen to? But you can't say Goo Goo Dolls because most of it's just chill and relax. And, you know. I like the Goo Goo Dolls. I know that, but they're not like, but I, you but wouldn't I know. listen to them. Look, their singles are very mellow and whatever, and at least the biggest ones. But then they've got a lot of tempo stuff, They're really good. Anyway. 
So I went and saw them at the Mid South Fair in 1996. The first, they were great. The first Christmas gift my wife ever gave me when she moved down here from Cleveland was um, she wasn't my wife yet. We were living in sin, and uh, she she got me tickets to a concert for a Goo Goo Dolls concert. We went to Chattanooga. There you go. It was awesome. There you go. So, yeah. All right. And so, and so, so you got Google Dolls. I would say give me, really, give me like two oh more. God. If I had to say bands, I mean, it's going to be something older. It's going to be something like Guns well, and Roses. I'm talking like Aerosmith, Guns and Roses. Aerosmith's yeah. a good one. I mean, that would be. Now, if we're just sitting on the back porch or whatever, like, that's a whole different game. But that's, that's, that's how I listen zone. to music. I, what do I get I know. hyped for today? What do I but do? You, I'm an old you and I, you and I get hyped for, like, I love, you know, Jason Isbell. I've got every record of his. Sturgill Simpson. Got every record of his. I mean, those are. That's what we do. I go and listen to Lucero all the time. But that's it. But my problem is, is I have nothing to get hyped for today. So it would be, it'd be out of my my element if I needed to. That's Adam saying, "Bring me the horizon." Used to be badass back in like '07. You are bananas. They're better now than they ever were before. He brought up Slayer. I don't know who. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Slayer is? I don't know who. Oh my God! I gotta. I'm gonna start bringing Slayer to play on this thing. I don't have any of these things. All right. So Keegan says, "Let's see. Old Goo Goo Dolls were more punk. It was weird." That's true. That's true. Old, old, yeah, but, yeah the, but the better. So like, so, so, like, so better with age. Uh, a, boy uh, a boy named Goo was amazing. Was like it was, it was a mix the between like their punk stuff and whatever. The yeah, best I'm with CD you. I ever owned. There you go. There you go. You know what? So, if I had to go back, if like you told me <laughs> what do you want to get hyped up for, and it was probably my favorite CD to listen to back in the day, give me some old school Green Day from the Dookie album. I would get pumped up listening to that. (laughs) Eighth grade, jamming out in my room, mom yelling and screaming, turn that shit down. Yeah, that, give me Green Day. So I've been told on Facebook that uh, that we got to be listening to Cody Jinks. uh, And we had somebody else. I'll, I'll, I'll play you Cody Jinx. Don't worry. I, I, I got that. Don't worry. I, mean, I, I got it on vinyl. Uh, and then Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, I was told to play some Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> don't act like we all didn't listen to Aggie Brake Yard. Don't act like we didn't cut our jeans all up and get chewed out for that either. Well, I don't know. Some of these guys may be much younger than we are. Oh, yeah, mostly. We're getting on up there, buddy. We, I'm surprised we don't have the the gray hairs I just don't have as bad. See, I've got – You got great hair. I, I, have, I we got, had, have we had uh, this conversation on the podcast? We've, we've, talked, we've about talked about it. You, we've you talked about it. Fantastic hair. <laughs> all right, let's let's get I back. To, let's off. get back to let's football. football. Let's talk let's about, about Tommy some more. Let's talk about the game. Let's okay. okay we'll talk about the game. Let's uh, let's talk about the numbers. Okay. That's the biggest thing, right? We uh so donbest.com and statfox.com are the ones that give you just the raw data, right? And it's a little weird for this matchup because before you know Nick Foles has only been the quarterback for five games, but he's four and one. He's got eight touchdowns to two interceptions. The biggest difference that I have seen here. One, the Eagles' Eagles defense is absolutely outstanding. outstanding. Just Just absolutely outstanding. outstanding. But the turnover turnover ratio, did you realize realize it was as big a difference as it is? is? No. No. So the Eagles Eagles are plus 12 12 on turnover margin, and the Patriots are only plus 5. And I'm a little surprised surprised by that. I thought the Patriots got way more turnovers. And instead, instead, the fact... Yeah, the defense defense just isn't very good. good. So one of the biggest things is uh, New England England gives up almost five yards per rushing attempt. 
I was surprised, I was surprised by, that. by that. Now they have now they the haven't playoffs. in the playoffs. But but is there anything, is there anything is there something the Eagles can do? Can do? No. no. So we so need we to need stop, to stop looking, at looking at all. Remember, remember how remember the beginning how of the season, like the first six to eight weeks. The Patriots, Patriots defense really looked like it was going to be possibly the worst defense we'd ever seen. <laughs> it was brutal early. You can't look at all, all those numbers are combined in these numbers. Yeah, I know. That's you what gotta, I'm, you got to at some point that's in time what I'm saying. say. That's the raw yeah. data. But you at some point, this raw data is lying to you if that team is completely different today than they were then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's just the truth. Um, the Eagles have a great defense. Nobody's denying that. That is the sole reason they are here. Oh, okay. 100%. Without that, Without that great defense, they never get they by Atlanta. Look, look, look at how close these numbers are. I just wanted to toss these out there. The points for and points against. Philadelphia has won their games by an average of 28.3 to 17.3. The Patriots have won their games by an average of 28.7 to 18.3. It is, it is almost close. identical. It's pretty close. It's, it's unbelievable. They're both 15 and 3 straight up. They are both 12 and 6 against the spread. And the over unders? The Patriots are 8 and 10. So they've they've had 10 unders. And the Eagles are 9 and 9. They look like mirror images, except one team has Tom Brady and the other doesn't. And that's, it. and that's it. That's it. Well, but they don't look they like look mirror, like mirror images. images. When you look at numbers, they look like mirror images. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah that's what but I'm saying. One that's team has an elite level elite defense, and the other team has a defensive genius, but not a lot of players. All right, so the line right now is, I believe, still at four and a half. Four and a half everywhere I've looked. All right, here are, here some, are some of the betting trends for, for any, of any of you that want to look at some action on this game. Philadelphia, the over is 10-3 and three in their last 13 games on field turf. They are 9-3 and three against the spread against a team with a winning record. However, the Eagles are 2-7 and seven against the spread in their last nine games on field turf. And I know that this sounds like it is ridiculous stuff for us to talk about. But there's, but there's a reason why these numbers are out there, right? Right? Like, like once, it once it gets to be a trend, trend like that, it becomes something real. New England, New England the over is eight and two for New England in the last ten playoff games. New England is sixteen and five against a team with a winning record, and the under is ten and four in New England's last fourteen games overall. So New England tends to score more points in the playoffs. Overall, Overall, though, the under has been hitting a lot for them recently. I think Vegas has put a lot of stock in Brady, and he just doesn't have the weapon. So, like, the under has been, you know, whatever. Like, it hit last week. And I believe it. Didn't it hit the under hit for Titans game? The Titans game. I don't remember. It was 35 to 14. I think the total was over 50. So, yeah, the under hitting that one, too. I don't remember. I don't remember that far back. They might have been, over been overvaluing Tom Brady, Tom Brady and his weapons. No, they scored thirty-five. They were overvaluing the Titans what being able what to the score. Titans could do. Yeah, uh, you might be right. You might be right. All right, Nick Foles is uh, is the talk of the town right now. He has thrown for eleven hundred and thirty-five yards. His completion percentage is sixty-four point six three, six point nine yards per attempt. Eight touchdowns, Eight touchdowns two, interceptions, two interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 96. Is that going to be enough to be able to get them a win? I don't know. 
We'll have to see. Let me know when you're ready to start making picks. <laughs> Throwing a lot of numbers out there, but at right, some point in time, we're going to flip a coin. They're going to kick a ball off, and these guys have to play. All right. Now, before we get into that, look, USA Today Sports had a great article in their For the Win piece online or whatever. The article was, Bill Belichick may need Nick Saban's help to beat the Eagles. Steven Ruiz, Steven Ruiz is, the is the writer. He points out that the Eagles have run 25 RPOs, so that's run-pass option, for an average of 5.6 yards per play. Runners are averaging 4.5 yards per carry on these plays compared to 3.6 yards on traditional run plays. And Foles has completed all 10 of his RPO passes for an average gain of 7.7 yards. Now, here, here's an excerpt from it. I'm going to read this, this thing out, and we'll see what you think about it, all right? With the, With the Patriots facing a unique challenge for their staff and a more common one for college coaches, it would be a shock if Belichick didn't call his old friend Tuscaloosa for some pointers on defending the Eagles' offense. But even Saban can be at a loss when it comes to slowing down the RPO. I don't think there's any answer to RPOs, Saban said last offseason. You can run a running play and the offensive line blocks a running play, which the defensive player keys a run and pass, but it's a running play, and the quarterback sits there and does his thing and then throws the ball because the safety doesn't come down or the safety does come down or whatever. There's no solution to that. It's very difficult to play defensive football when you can't key the difference between runs and passes. Saban, like Belichick in any press conference, isn't being entirely forthcoming there. He has discovered some solutions to the RPO problem. James Light, a high school football coach in Michigan who has become somewhat of a Twitter repository for all things Saban, says Alabama will identify the defender the offense is reading and use him in different ways to confuse the quarterback. So he posted a tweet that said, I've written about it a few times, but Alabama has some really smart ways where they can screw with the quarterback by taking the run what, uh, what, uh, run, run fit off, off of the player, the deep, or, the, or the offense is trying to read or conflict on the RPO. On the RPO. Turns, it turns it into a dummy read, read and then makes the offense wrong even when they read it right. So Saban will have the read defender drop out to defend the pass, right, while rotating the safety into the box, and he takes his place in the run fit. So the defense has as many numbers in the box as it did before the snap while still being able to defend the pass option. It's a simple yet effective solution. Another option that they have is to just blitz the read defender. So as soon as the ball is snapped, immediately you attack. So the issue with that, though, it works great if you have fantastic cornerbacks. If you don't have cornerbacks that you are comfortable with, which Belichick will never do this. He will not put his guys on an island because I don't think he trusts them. You tell me this because you know it better than I do. Does does Belichick, does Belichick trust his secondary, his secondary to put them, to out, put them out on islands like that? Because you know, because you know the Eagles are going to absolutely test them deep. I don't I don't know the answer to that. I I think he trusts Gilmore, and I think he trusts Butler. Um, to cover guys one on one, man to man. When you're getting into three and four receiver packages. Everything changes because you can't just say, well, we covered two of them so we can run our defense a certain way. You, you've got to change the way you run defense. The biggest problem the Patriots have with trying to do any of this stuff is they have no pass rush. They haven't all year. They can, they can rush four. They can rush five. They can rush six. They cannot get to the quarterback consistently. 
which is why which is why you don't bring, you don't bring yeah. yeah so so it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't do you any good to play the rush i i would say that i would think you rush the four standard and you play everybody else back in coverage and you you know you have your linemen just play the run your linebackers read you know they're covering a guy but they're also watching to see do they hand the ball off kind of thing they're athletic enough to make. Are, make they, some are they fast enough to be able to to swap, to swap that, quick. that quick? They're not great, but they'll give up yards, but they won't give up huge plays. The goal is to give up yards and not and not big plays, um, in in this kind of defense. the The only thing that I don't understand about our defense was last two weeks ago when they played the Jaguars. Seventy percent of the completions. That, that that Blake Broyles had, had, the guys were wide open, wide and and I'm not exaggerating. Nobody well, was. And that was that was all part of the RPO. Yeah, nobody, in the first nobody was with it. No, but it was it was with the defense. They were running a zone defense, and and we rarely do that. And I don't really understand why they went to a zone. And I can't understand it. But in the second half, well, they swapped out. In the second half, they got out of it, and they shut them completely down. So I I wonder if it's. There's no There's telling no what they're going to do the first, the first half. half because the whole first half of the game, they're just trying to fill things out. And whether it works out for them or not, I think they're just filling things out. And the second half of the game, the way they come out is going to be substantially different. And they will learn through that time what they need to do to stop this team. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know really what, what Bill's looking for. I'm not, I know our defense isn't great. If you ask me what the best part of our defense is, I would take Gilmore and Butler and say those two guys got to be better than anybody else. Because I mean, I love Flowers. Flowers is stud, but like he he's not he's the only guy on the line that can consistently get pressure. You know, with with Hightower being out for the season and missing everything, we have no linebackers that we trust that have been in big game situations that have done any of this stuff. Defensively, we are completely inept. We don't have the dudes to do it. We're not a complete team. But you, you think? How about all right? Let's go on and get to our picks because we're we're running out of time. The hour's almost up. I hate that you put me on the clock for that. You go ahead and give your pick quickly, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go then. I'm going Patriots minus five. I got well minus four and a half because that's our number right now. But I got the Patriots early. And when I saw that it was only five, it had come down from six. I said, I. What do you think the game's going to be like? I think this will end up being about a 31 to 31 24 ball game. That's my guess. I am. I think it will go the or the the Eagles' way early, and then the same thing that we see all the time. I have I have been afraid every year when the Patriots get in the playoffs. Every game. There's never been a single game that, that we have played in that I feel any confidence whatsoever. I always believe them to win, but I'm always terrified. And that's the way every game has gone. All, all five of the victories have been this way. I think we are going to see an old school 90s Super Bowl where one team just kicks the shit out of the other team. I think they break the trend of not scoring in the first quarter. I think they score twice. I think they get up early. I think they continue to pile on. I think Tom Brady is going to do things that nobody has ever seen at the age of 40 
to put himself on a mantle that nobody can take down. I think Belichick is going to figure this defense out, and he is going to slow them down. He won't stop them. They will score, but they will not crack 20. That is my that is my my goal in this is for them to keep it down. Offensively, how do we stop Eagles defense? A man that nobody will talk about, nobody will mention this individual's name whatsoever, but the MVP of this game is going to be the man that can keep Tom Brady standing straight up and down. His name is Dante Scarnecchia. He is the offensive lineman, our offensive line coach that Bill begged to come back a couple of years ago after he retired. And he has done an unbelievable job. Saxonville got one sack on Tom. Yeah. Tennessee, good defense, one sack on Tom. Nobody can sack him, and they're going to get some pretty good sack defenses. The Eagles, you got one sack on the Vikings last week. You better be lucky if you get one this week. We're both going Pats. Big. I love it. That's going to wrap it up. We'll catch you guys on Wednesday or on uh, Monday. On Monday, yeah. We're not going to be here after the Super Bowl. So, until next time, go subscribe on iTunes and all that good stuff. Share out the podcast or the Facebook Live or the Periscope, whatever. We appreciate all you guys for joining us. We'll see you next go-round. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys.